What happens when you put two experts behind mics to match wits on the current state of financial services, the economy, investments, and more? From the American College of Financial Services, this is Wealth Managed. Welcome to this episode of Wealth Managed. I'm Michael Finca. I'm a professor of wealth management and the Frank M. Engel Distinguished Chair of Financial Security Research at the American College of Financial Services. And I'm here with David Blanchett. I'm the head of retirement research for Morningstar Investment Management and an adjunct professor of wealth management at the American College of Financial Services. So, you know, Michael, the, the yields today on corporate bonds are a lot higher than government bonds. I'm just going to only buy those. What do you think? You know, I think it's very tempting because Treasury, I mean, first of all, returns are really low for everything. And people are very tempted to want to reach for a higher yield on their bond investment. So yield is the amount of income that they can receive from investing, say, $1,000 into a bond mutual fund. So you might be tempted to put money into a corporate bond fund. And then if you're going to put money into a corporate bond fund, you might be tempted to put money into a higher yield fund because you're thinking higher yield must mean higher return and everybody wants higher returns on their bond investments. So in a article that I recently wrote for advisor perspectives, I look at the historical 10-year return of treasuries and of corporate bonds over that same 10-year time horizon. And what I find is that the difference between the yields on corporate bonds and the yields on treasuries, which is about one and a half percent right now. Do you really get that one and a half percent extra return per year? Because remember, it's not yields that matter. It's the return that you get on your bond investments. And what I find is that actually, if that difference, if that yield difference between corporate bonds and treasuries is less than 1.75%, on average, investors have gotten about 0.11% extra return per year, or 11 basis points. If that spread is above 1.75%, then the extra bonus that you get is more like 80 basis points. But the bottom line is that you don't get that yield difference in terms of actual realized returns on your bond investments. So this is an important thing. I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize it. They think, well, I can get you, I can generate a higher return on your bond portfolio by taking you out of treasuries and putting you into something that's going to have a higher yield, but that doesn't necessarily translate into higher returns. Why not? Why not? Because some bonds are going to, well, some companies are not going to be able to make payments on those bonds. So any sort of a default is going to mean that that bond is just going to become worthless and or the company's likelihood of paying out that bond payment might actually decrease, which means the value of that bond is going to go down. Or if interest rates go down, the company might decide to call their previous bonds. So even though that yield seems very high right now, those bonds with the highest yield above treasuries are most in danger of being called by those companies. So if you combine all those different effects together, you don't actually get to realize that yield difference between corporate bonds and treasuries. What does that mean for advisors today building portfolios? I mean, do you think that Treasuries make more sense than corporate bonds. If you're buying corporate bonds, where do you go on the risk spectrum? 
You know, I, I think you first have to pay attention to how much of a bonus you're getting for investing in corporate bonds as opposed to treasuries. And what I find is that, you know, if you're below a one and a half percent bonus, on average, you're probably not going to get much, if anything, above treasuries, which means that you're taking more risk and getting no extra return for it, which means that the sharp ratio on corporate bonds tends to vary over time and it tends to be a lot worse during periods where you're not getting as much of a bonus. The time in recent history where corporate bond investors really killed it was when they were investing in corporate bonds in say early 2009. That's when that spread was a lot higher because people were just not willing to invest in any sort of a risky asset. That's when those opportunities arise for getting a better return from corporate bonds as opposed to investing in treasuries. We're kind of in a weird situation right now where the spread, it seems like people are pretty risk averse. It seems like there's a lot of potential risks that are going on in the macro economy. But at the same time, those spreads are actually narrowing. So they're getting below one and a half percent between these sort of investment grade corporate bonds and treasuries, which means that we probably can't count on a very high premium for investing in these riskier bonds than if we invested in treasuries alone. So treasuries are actually looking better and better. They have their own problems, but relative to corporate bonds, they're looking more attractive. But, you know, I just to kind of push back, you know, then if, if you buy treasuries and it, it feels like you're almost surrendering to what yields that are like less than 1%, right? So what do you do? I mean, maybe, you know, investment grade corporates are two, two and a half percent, but you know, then it feels like I at least have a shot at a decent return. If I'm buying governments that are yielding 50 basis points, that's going to be a negative real return and almost really negative after inflation fees and taxes, right? Yeah. I mean, reality sucks. So we <laughs> just have to kind of accept the fact that, I mean, it's a great point, David, that if you invest in treasuries today, you accept probably a negative real after inflation return, or you can invest in TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, and be absolutely assured of a negative real return because TIPS rates are negative. Or you could invest in corporate bonds, which could give you a positive return above inflation, or they could give you a lower return than you would get from investing in treasuries. It gives you a distribution of, of possible returns. And so the way you should be thinking of it is you know, maybe on average, you're going to get 11 basis points above treasuries, but there is a distribution around the treasury return. And there's going to be a few hypothetical future situations where you're actually going to get less return than treasuries. So, I mean, it's, it's nice to have hope and it's nice to invest in something that could give you a better outcome than the depressing outcome that treasuries are giving you right now. But you also have to accept that it could give you a worse outcome. Is that acceptable? And you're taking more risk with your overall portfolio. Then like what what is attractive then if, if you're looking for a fixed or quasi-guaranteed investment? If you want safety, what's good right now? Um, well, you know, pretty much nothing. So you, <laughs> you could invest in CDs. And you know, the last time I checked CD rates, they're what, like you know, maybe half a percent. I have one of those awesome savings accounts that I got through one of those online providers. And when I started out, it was one and a half percent. And I seem to be getting these emails every month saying that my interest rate's gone down by another right there 10 with you, Right there with you. Points. It was glorious for a while, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think I made like 20 bucks. So uh, let's take a break for a moment. Learn how a goal-based approach redefines 21st century investment with our wealth management certified professional designation. 
Bring your value to a new level at theamericancollege.edu slash WMCP. The American College of Financial Services proudly supports the next generation of financial professionals and leaders. I'm Ross Riskin, head of the college's next-gen advisory task force. And if you're looking for important and timely knowledge on financial planning, career building, networking, and more for next-gen advisors and those working with next-gen clients, then tune into our Next Gen in 10 podcast. Subscribe and listen to all our episodes at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. Hey, let's get back to our conversation. So, you know, all of our safe investments seem to be going down. The, the returns on those investments are going down. And, and there's a lot of different comparable types of investments that you can invest in, in some kind of a fund and invest in treasuries, or you can invest in CDs, which is research shows that CD rates are, are pretty closely tracking treasury rates over time for the same duration. Or you could invest in something that we've studied recently, which is these fixed annuity products. And we've actually identified what we see is a little bit of an anomaly that's going on right now with what we call multi-year guaranteed annuities. So David, you're, you're more of an expert on this. What, what is a multi-year guaranteed annuity? Well, so it, it's fun to say multi-year guaranteed annuity or a, or a MIGA. MIGA. Um, I also call them fixed rate annuities because what they offer you is they offer you a fixed rate over a certain term like a CD. So I give the insurance company $100,000 they guarantee me a return for a certain time horizon, like usually between like two and 10 years. So I give them $100,000. They, they give me a guaranteed return of say two, two and a half, three percent 3% over the next five years. Historically, these fixed rate annuities or MIGAs haven't really been that much better than a corporate bond. And as Michael mentioned earlier, corporate bonds that have a yield, there's also defaults. You're not gonna realize the actual return you get from that corporate bond, MIGAs today have rates that are well above corporate bonds with the same risk and government bonds. And so right now, more than ever, you know, in, individuals interested in kind of leveraging an insurer's balance sheet, I think considering fixed rate annuities would make a ton of sense. I mean, would you agree, Michael? Well, I do. And if you invest in, say, a CD that has a high rate, CDs tend to be protected by a guarantee from the federal government, they're FDIC insured. Now, insurance products are not FDIC insured, but they are insured through state guarantee associations, which historically, when an insurance company has failed, they've stepped in to make the investor whole. Um, so they these types of investments are, as David said, probably less risky than a corporate bond. They're providing you a guaranteed return. And with a corporate bond, historically, we've actually only got about a quarter of that extra yield investors. So if the extra yield on a corporate bond is 2%, investors actually realize about 50 basis points of that. So you're getting the full guaranteed return on these things, which we've called it alchemy to some extent, because it seems weird that these insurance companies are investing in bonds and then offering retail investors a higher guaranteed return than the return that they're probably going to get on those bonds. How is that possible? It's like the definition of a free lunch, right? I mean, you mentioned the state guarantee associations, right? So when it comes to the guarantee with insurers, you've got the, the insurer's assets are like the first guarantee. The second guarantee is state guarantees. And I always contend there's also like the, the implicit guarantee of companies not wanting to have guaranteed assets fail. 
So I think that the assets are incredibly safe. I think that where this is coming from is there's been a, you know, a whole lot of factors. One would be the, the rise of private equity shops in the insurance space. But we saw something, what, over the weekend where even New York Life is offering 2%-ish guaranteed yields on, on these MIGAs. And why that's really important is that, you know, they're an A++-plus rated insurance company. And so this idea that I can give them money for five or 10 years and get 2% guaranteed, which is what, like seven or eight X what you get on treasuries, it just doesn't seem very realistic, right? I mean, there are liquidity provisions, there's other things there, but it just, to your point, it just kind of seems too good to be true. It kind of does. And I, I think in some ways, not only do you get that extra return, but you don't have to pay any taxes on it every year. So there is a tax deferral benefit. And I think if you're getting close to retirement, there is a highly rated insurance company that's offering a MIGA rate that maybe double the treasury rate. That's a very attractive investment, especially within a tax deferred environment. And I think it's, it's an environment or it's a rate that you're only getting these days because of a unique situation that's occurring within the insurance world that's pushing some of these higher rated companies to offer more competitive rates. And it really represents a transfer to consumers that, that us as, as private investors are benefiting from this phenomenon that's going on in the marketplace, which I, I think is interesting and is probably a temporary thing. But I think a lot of it is probably driven by regulatory changes and lower rated companies that are taking advantage of opportunities to collect capital by offering these high guarantee rates. And there may be a certain amount of risk for those companies. I myself probably wouldn't invest in a multi-year guaranteed annuity in a company that's very low rated because I might get in some sort of a swamp of a situation to try to get my money back if, if the insurer fails. But to me, like define low rating. So to me, like, you know, even like a, a B plus plus rated insurer, you know, historically the odds of liquidation, and that doesn't even you lose any money over five years has been like less than 3%. And so I don't know that how realistic that is for the future, but even some of these, you know, low rated insurers, the odds of bad things happening historically has been really, really low. Well, then you can invest your money in it, David. I, 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 not right now, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode. I'm Michael Finca. I'm David Blanchett. See you next time. For more episodes and shows, visit theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. Wealth Managed is a production of the American College of Financial Services.